having a good relationship with the Father, having fellowship with the Father. Many would say, if I can just get a hold of Daddy, we think about in an earthly realm, if I can just get a hold of Daddy, Daddy's done this before. Daddy's been in this situation before. Daddy can, Daddy can help me right here, and, and it's good. And then a lot of us has, have lost your Daddy. And then we don't have that daddy and we wish we could just, we could just call him and we could just ask him something that he could tell us and work our way through it. But today we're not talking about an earthly father. We're talking about fellowship with the heavenly father. Having a relationship with him that we can talk to him and we, we hadn't got ourselves into a bad spot. This message could be entitled, What a Bad Boy. And we could just preach on being a bad boy. Can you believe that this boy, after his daddy done worked hard, that he rose up one day and his daddy probably needed him. He, he probably needed him, Brother Larry, around the house. He was getting older. If it ever was the time, and it wasn't like he had gotten married. It wasn't like he had had kids. It wasn't even like he had a girlfriend he had to go see that we read in the scripture. He, it was just a time that he wanted half of daddy's money. Not only he got half of daddy's money, but that would be somebody that daddy or father could depend on. And I, if he was any count at all, it was somebody that a father could talk to. It was somebody that a father loved to see. And we could entitle this message a bad boy. We could call this message this morning uh, getting off the beaten path. Sometimes we... Look out yonder and we think, well, the grass is greener on the other side of the pasture and we fence and we just decide to go down another road. We, we, we decide that, that it ain't really as good as what we thought it was on, on this pathway that we own and how we deserve a break. Bible says, talks about how we'll go out and we think we need to sow a few more oats few more seed. We got some other things that we need to see. And, and that happens all the time in the church. You'll see somebody absolutely faithful. And it's almost like, God, I want you to give me all that I got. And I, I just want to be able to, to go and do something else. We could fall in line with all this. I don't think you'll have a good relationship with your father, with your earthly father, if you go to doing things you shouldn't do. And I could list those things, but if I started listening, I'd want to hit everybody in the house and we would probably want to pick on our children first, but I want to tell you, mom and daddies, when it comes to the things of God, you're going to be more accountable than those things that you're looking at your children and saying, you, you stand where you need to stay with your heavenly father, but, but we could definitely look at this Passage and brother Lamb, we could preach this as a bad boy. We could preach this as somebody that has gotten off the beaten path. And we could even, as you watch some of those house building things where they build out in Alaska. And they call it off the grid. I don't know about you, but I don't want to get off God's grid. I don't want to be where I can't Turn on some electricity. I'm just saying myself, if you want to go live like a hermit, go on. But when you do, just don't take no generator and gas, will you? Just go on and do it right. Rub some sticks together till you get a fire. 
Do it right. Just go on and go plumb off the grid. I got a lot of folks I love, but right now I kind of like to hear the voice on the telephone and how much we would love to hear the voice if we didn't have a telephone. Ain't even got a phone call for two years. Can you imagine? Living in a place all by yourself, off the grid, as they call it. As we think about this Bible, the scripture, and this son came to his father and he said, I, I want it all. And he, and he went and he spent it. And we say, yep, that's, that's how people are. You know I'm coming your way in a minute. You know I'm just, you know I got to preach to us here in a minute. But you know how, how we could preach it like I, I just can't believe it. Isn't it somehow they don't appreciate things? Give them something, we'd be the first one to pick on the kids. Like, yeah, I got them a bicycle. They throw it down in the middle of the driveway. They laid it down right behind the car. I done got all over them. <laughs> laid it down. How was I supposed to know the bike done run plumb over it? Got them something, had a motor in it. They never checked the oil. They went out there, they got a truck, and they burned the tires off first day. Oh, we got plenty that we could pick on the children. But man, when we come to our Heavenly Father, and we've been born again. We got to realize I don't care if you 18, 19, or you 89 to 109. We got a heavenly father. And what we need to do is we need to think today, how we doing our heavenly father after he done bestowed his love upon us, after he done bled and died and gave us this free gift of eternal life. We need to think that same way, just like we would think for our children and say, how can you do such a thing? How can you just treat it after I done worked so hard? And here we got a Jesus done bled and died. And we say that we saved. And if we saved, we've got to know that he bled and died. He who knew no sin became sin that we may become the righteous of God. Oh, yeah, I can't understand. I know I won't never have one on this side of glory. But I, I really can't understand why we even need any chairs in the churches when we come to worship. Okay, I don't understand why we even need any chairs. Why we even want to sit down. I mean, in heaven, I can't imagine when we come face to face, I just can't imagine sitting down. But Brother Eddie, we get tired. We get weary. Oh, we do worse than that. Oh, I can say, why do we sit down? But look here, Sister Tinker, it's way worse than that. I'm talking about it's way worse than that. Look here, I, I got some questions. I think six or seven questions I want to ask you. This ain't going to take but five minutes to get this done. That's heavenly time. Amen. Do you have a good relationship with the Father? We'd say, oh, yeah. Well, what about when you came in late that time? What about your earthly father? Huh? What about... Those things that's judged on earth is going to be judged in heaven, heaven on earth. It's really kind of the same principle. God, God made it up. See, God, we, he could have just beamed us down here and we wouldn't have had a mother and a father. But he wants us to have a, a mother and he wants us to have a father and he wants us to have a family. Because let me tell you something, he wants us to have a heavenly daddy. He wanted us, us to experience a love like mama had. That's the kind of love that Jesus got. And look, at he wanted us to have friends and he wants to have family, somebody we could take care of because in this Bible, it was going to talk about how we all members of one body. We like a family. We take care of ourselves. And it said when one member hurt, the other member hurts. See, God made it all up that way so you can definitely understand 
what you need to understand out of God's word. Here's the question. How far have you wandered from where the father wants you? He wandered off. The Bible said he just took it and he, and he wandered off. And we could, I mean, we could really preach that thing. This, this son, I, I just can't see him. We could, we could preach hard about it, Renee. How, how could he just up and leave his daddy? Take half the money and just leave his daddy. How, how could he do that? They'd have probably been able to make a lot of more money. Can you imagine half the money that you got? If one of your children said, I need half of it and I'm going to leave you. Well, son, one day when we die, we're going to see what we got. And it may be more, but it may be less. And we need money to live on. And we may fall on hard times. But the son said, no, I want it now. I want every half of everything you got, and I want it now. Lisa, I want my money. Hmm. You go, and you waste it. Hmm. We'll come back to it. How far have you wandered from where the Father wants you? Oh, it gets personal, don't it? Have you ever spent your, t- what, what, what have you spent your time doing? Said he spent his time with righteous living. What are you, what are you banking on to get you to be able to come back? Oh, we'll just go do what we want to do. We'll fall in some bad times, Brother Tim. Oh, where we sitting, we ain't even seen altars. Here we'll come running. We'll be mad if everybody don't gather around. I remember. (laughs) It didn't have nothing to do with me. But it was a friend of mine that goes here. He's here today. Don't say nothing. Don't tell on yourself. But anyway, somebody said to him that reckon we can use the church for a get together around Christmas time or whatever. Now, this before all of them got saved, I'm sure. But, but anyway, we know the rule around here. We got the calendar. You want the church, go check the calendar on the desk. If it ain't nothing wrote in it, write it on it. It can't get no simpler than that. We don't have to have no meeting about it. Just write it on the calendar and there you go. You, you in for that day. But they asked this young man, they said, I wonder, could we get it? He, he asked the question, what do you want it? Brother Benny, he was straightforward like you was with me a while ago. <laughs> and it didn't have to do with me and him, but I agree with what he said about a situation we were talking about. Let's get real. Let's not act stupid about things. Let's get real. And then there's something how we treat our Heavenly Father. Man, if you're worried about what the pastor thinks, go on to hell and it don't matter what I think. It don't even matter what I say about what you're doing. But you need to realize that you got a heavenly father that every hair falls from your head, he knows about. There ain't never been a sparrow ever born that he ain't done fed. There ain't never been a lily of the field that he ain't took care of. It. Man, good Lord, get real. You got a heavenly father looking down on you. Here's what my friend said. He said, y'all don't use the church any other time. I don't know what you wanted at Christmas for. But don't we all fall guilty? 
how we'll do the Lord. What if the Lord said something that makes a whole lot of sense? Hmm. Now, let me tell you something. If you just come here on Sunday morning, let me tell you something. I'm so glad you come. Don't quit coming just because I'm saying this, but I just want to use this. We can have folks that, that know they need to be here. Know they need to be here. You know, they, they live close. They could almost ride the tricycle. Wouldn't even have to get the bicycle out. Huh? They could ride the tricycle and get here. And, uh, but you let bad times come. They'll bust through that door on a Sunday night or Wednesday night. They'll change your whole service. I, I'm just trying to bring it in, y'all. God loves you. And when I get through preaching this, I mean, what I'm, I, I'm not wanting us to really see or number ourselves how good or bad we are. I just wanted you to know how much God loves you. And if I can just prove to you how much God loves you, and I can prove to you he loves you unconditionally, and that he'll never, ever leave you nor forsake you, there's nothing you can do to separate yourself from God, then maybe we can apply it to here, and we can look at the prodigal son's message altogether different and say, man, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad girl. I really don't treat my father right. I, I'm really realizing how much he loves me. Come on now. What are you banking on, on you getting to come back? How God did him and he opened them arms. What are you deserving of? Are you sure that he's your father? Hmm. Then the last thing that I want to talk to you about in closing today is the biggest issue you got today on planet Earth. As we go back to, we'll look at that and we're going down these right here. How, how far have you wandered, wandered from your father? And, and, and uh, I mean that, and he wants you. You, you know, when we started out, we, we come to the Lord and we, we had nothing. We was lost. I mean, I mean, when I wrote this down, I, I said, there'll be some say, now, now, preacher, we don't do them things like that at our church. But when, when you came to God, when you came to the Lord, you had to give him your heart. You said, well, they didn't say anything about that. Well, listen, if you didn't give him your heart, <laughs> and my, the Bible said you got to confess with your mouth, but you got to believe in your heart. You know the only way you can believe something? You got to see it. Seeing is believing. Let me tell you something. A lot of folks like, I wasn't there when they crucified my Lord. I'm going to tell you what, praise God. We don't live by feeling. We live by faith. Brother Larry Fitz, I was there the night I got saved. I seen my Jesus bleeding, dying for me. I seen how much he loved me. I seen that I wasn't going to have no hope unless he gave me hope. I seen an empty grave in faith. I seen it. You would never change my mind, Brother Randy. I know that he died. You say, why? Because I sin it in faith. I believe it in faith. So we ask this question. How far have you wandered from where you started? When you started, you started perfect. When you started, you, you was forgiven. You was appreciative of God. I mean, you were saying, Lord, I'm going to love you. For you to be saved, you said, Lord, I ain't nothing. Lord, I just gave you my life. Well, now, Brother Eddie, where we go, really, we just had to give him a hand. <laughs> where we go, we just, we just had to fill out a form. 
Well, you can, you can try presenting that form when you get to heaven if you want to. The Bible talks about a form. It said they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. Let me tell you something. See, when the Holy Ghost, when you do business with God in the right way, look here, it don't make you no better than nobody else. But he buys every one of your sins. And when he buys every one of your sins, they're cast as far as the east is from the west. They never come back to your remembrance again. But in doing that, when you come, you give him your life. You give him your life. You got flesh on you, but you give him your life. He puts inside of you, if you could understand it, a chip. And that thing's on fire. And it's called, the Bible says, he, he bought you with a price. And now your body becomes the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you something. See, that's what we all missing. The Bible said he will cause you. Ain't nobody making no hundred. But I'm going to tell you something. If you can lay out on God and you can do what you want to do and the things of God don't matter, you better check up. And I'm talking about I love you more than anybody loves you. Everybody can preach better than me. You won't find a preacher that wouldn't go. I'll go as far as I can. Look here. I don't I won't care if you talk to me no more. I won't care if you cuss me out every time. But I want you to know one time that God loves you and ain't nobody going to love you like God loves you. Man, you need to experience his love one time that no matter what you go through, that he's going to hold you. You've seen the picture where he said, who? Well, it wasn't but one foot of, set of footprints and, and it was the Lord and he was carrying you. The Bible said, if I had hope in this life only, I'd be all miserable. Getting old and you're going to die. And that's it. no. I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said this life here is just a vapor. It's a puff of smoke. Let me tell you something. You've got all kind of degrees by your name and you still don't know that there's a heaven waiting on you. And the Bible said be ye steadfast. Oh, everybody ain't getting in. We read that about that, about old death words I sing in, in that last verse in 1 Corinthians 15, 51. It said be ye steadfast. It didn't say be perfect. You can't be. You got flesh, but you're an overcomer by the blood of a lamb and the word of your testimony. You got the Holy Ghost living inside of you. Now, Brother Eddie, they don't mention that where I go. I understand. And if I, if I had me a Ph.D. behind my name, I probably wouldn't either. If I done been infiltrated with all that knowledge as we was talking to Chad Williams and Brother Ronnie was in the parking lot a while ago and Brother Ronnie brought up that word, he said, they ever learning Woo! But they ain't never had a trip to Calvary. They ain't never had the blood of Jesus applied to their life. They ain't never had their sins bought. Look here. They ain't never had the Holy Ghost put inside of them to create a desire. How come you like, think you like hot chocolate fudge so much? Because it's a desire in there. How come you think you like fried chicken or watermelon or whatever you're going to eat? How come you think you like a popsicle right before you go to bed? Because there's a desire in there. It's more than being a Christian. It's a Holy Ghost, a Spirit of God that he puts inside of you. Let me get through. Look here. 
You started perfect when you fell in love with him and promised to give him your life and your heart. No one worthy. No one will stand before his, him in that day and be able to say anything. The best of the best of even Billy Graham is going to fall on his face and just thank the Lord. What are you going to do? And he's going to reach down to even Billy Graham and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Billy, you've been faithful over a few things. Enter into my kingdom. I'm telling you, there ain't nothing you can't preach every day and be good enough. You can't go to the nursing home and be good enough because if it was on your righteous, anything you did wrong, you'd be back bad again. But let me tell you about my Jesus one more time that hung and died on the cross. Let me tell you something. He took his blood. When you come to him just in a childlike faith because he knew the heart thing you'd ever do is strip that pride down, walk down an aisle, said, listen, I don't care what my buddies say. I don't care what they say at my work, but I'm going to die one of these days and I ain't going to live, but I'll live forever. I'm trusting Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. We can talk about as Christians. Let me speak to y'all just a minute. We can talk about all we want to talk to, but I want to ask you something. How far you done drifted from where you started? You think you won't drift no more? I'm going to tell you something. When you're sliding downhill on some ice, it's hard to get traction to get back uphill. So I'll go on and tell you, wherever you at right now, wherever you started out when you were right there and he made you perfect and you were so appreciative of it and you were so glad of it, Brother Johnny, it's something indescribable. I mean, the Bible says we need to return to our first love. Hmm. You used to lie and climb out a window, huh? Put pillows up under the sheets to make your mom and daddy think you was in bed. To get out with that man or woman that you married to now, now you won't even bring them a glass of water. You started out perfect, you. I'm talking about when you promised him everything. Now, Brother Eddie, we don't, we don't do that. Let me read you about salvation here just one minute. Now, say that's good preaching, Brother Eddie. Go on, you can say that. You can say that. That's good preaching. That's wrong. Uh-huh. Watch this little verse right here. It's a Roman road. Just ask them when you go back. Do we have Romans in our Bible? They'll tell you. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee. The Bible says you'll stand without an excuse. There's nobody going to die. So, well, I didn't understand. It's not going to be that way. The word is nigh thee. It says even in thy mouth. And the word today is done God in your heart. The truth has come to your heart. Hmm. That is the word of faith, which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, you can't believe something in your heart that you don't know to be true. So it's a deal that you know for a fact that Jesus died for you. You can't come down. Gets in like, I'm going to come down just in case he did or whatever. 
And it says, if you'll believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the what? Heart. Man believeth unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made. I don't think, uh, Brother Eddie and I, I'm saved, but I ain't ever told nobody. Oh, you're a secret agent. <laughs> you're running under the radar. Ah, uh, y'all remember that little song, and I got to quit because I'm you're getting way too much preaching for what you gave, probably. But uh, remember that little song, uh, "This Little Light of Mine." I'm not gonna let it shine. That ain't what he said. See, he said when he saved us, he he saved us, and we're like a light that's been put up on the side of a, a mountain. They, I mean, have you ever known any old saints? Especially them ladies, Renee, that me and you knew, and they, they wore the head up, you know, they had a little bun on, on top, and, and they always had a great big purse. <laughs> you wouldn't, Mr. Benny, you know what I'm talking about. You wouldn't dare ask them, did you watch the young and the restless yesterday? <laughs> no, you knew better. You didn't ask him, did you watch as my stomach turns? You knew, Glodine, you know what I'm telling you. Huh? Did you watch, did you watch Three's Company? You didn't ask them. Matter of fact, they didn't have no TV to start with. They'd have set you down with that person, baby. You need to sit down. I want to talk to you anyway. Look at the time they got through you. You said, Lord, I, I know better, but you just knew better. You knew better. I talked to a preacher man the other day. I said, look, we got some friends that we love. And we had prayer. I said, but there are certain things we don't need to be joking about. Huh? Oh, I don't mind pulling a prank. We got your keys, Brother Larry. And Brother Larry's looking for his keys. So look at him. He's looking for them. You know, Randy, you know how, you know, we hide his keys somewhere. Like, so, Larry, you done got where you're forgetful or something? No. Jason be all in. He'd be smiling just like he's smiling now. So I know I had them keys, you know, and we just put, I don't mind. But look here. There's some things that ain't funny. Ain't funny when you're praying for somebody and they ain't in church nowhere and they ain't going to church nowhere and maybe you found some kind of book that was inappropriate in the car or in the truck and to ask him what happened the other day. That ain't funny. It ain't funny when they got things in the truck that they shouldn't have. Look at this unseemly. Look at the children shouldn't be around. Look at nobody ought to be around. There are certain things that ain't funny. Certain things, Brother Larry, we got to Hold the line on. Said, I love you too much to laugh about it. Because I'm concerned about your soul. And it's the point of the man wants you to die. And after you die, you're going to face God. And the only way you're going to get past God is you're going to have to accept this brand new free gift. Just a gift. Man, when I got saved, that sin to God church, it was a gift. I was not deserving, Brother Randy. I, I, I don't even know why. He, he picked me. I see people as my age or whatever, and they just out there in the world and they're miserable. I, I see them at Walmart. They ain't got no purpose in life. They living for event to event. What's going on? Well, we're going on vacation in four or five months. You know, it's just an event. Look here. I, today, you can come down and give your life to Jesus, and you'll celebrate the event of the year right here. 
You're, you're a celebrate event that you won't never, ever give over, get over. You won't never forget about it. And there'll never, ever be nothing to compare, Brother Curtis, to the day that you gave your life to Jesus and you knew your name was written down and you ain't going to never, ever die. Boom. I, I got to go. Brother Sammy, this is good preaching right here. Look here. How far have you wanted from where he wants you? How far have you got away? Look here, this preaches from wall to wall. How far you done got away? You know what? It's easy to get away. The best of a church member, they can get away from praying for lost souls and all of a sudden it'll be about you. And every Sunday, well, I don't know if he, he don't speak to me. Man, when I got saved, I didn't, I didn't care who the president was. I didn't care if he was Republican or Democrat. And I'll talk to you about that later. But, 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 I didn't care if anybody was ever going to love me in the church. I, Brother Anthony, I didn't care. All I was cared about was Jesus done met me right there and he done forgave me myself. I didn't care if anybody ever spoke to me in no church house. I didn't even care who my preacher was. If he couldn't preach, I'd help him. Let me, let me get done. And we can talk about this bad boy. What have you spent your time? What have you spent your time doing? Was it for him? Are you spending any of your time for him? Are you and Jesus doing anything together? I think a good, a good word to ask somebody if you're discipling, like, what you and the Lord up to? You ought to watch how they look to you. Like, <sighs> look like one of them Bible drills they used to be in when them boys were. They didn't have a clue what the verse was. Though. No, you knew they didn't know. Debbie, you knew they didn't know. What you and God got going on? Well, I got this person at work. You know, I ain't seeing a whole lot of progress. But man, I'm just trying to get in a little bit every now and then. You know, where I go to the gym or where I go shopping at, I, you know, God, he, he, when he got us, he said, now we're not in instruments of unrighteousness, now we're instruments of righteousness. He, he, he didn't save you because heaven couldn't make it without you. He saved you to help others get to heaven. That's number two. Number three, what are you banking on getting you back? Let me tell you something. If you've ever been saved, now the devil will tell you, look here, you didn't you quit this and you didn't quit that in church and you didn't quit that and it's going to be embarrassing now. No, you know what? Because of God's grace, if he saved you, he's been looking for you to come back. He'd been looking for you to come back. He'd he been looking for you. To, I, I couldn't just walk. I sure can't walk in here tonight after Brother Ed done preached all that. I, I can't come back tonight and get them all. Yeah, you can. That's the right thing for you to do. Why? Because, look here, you can come back just like that boy saying, I, I, I'll just come back, whatever God. He was willing. Look here, he done got down to the slop bucket of this world, had all the money he had, done spent it, done got to the slop bucket, but he said, look here, I'd rather go back. If I was saved and I done quit a lot of stuff on God, I'd rather come back in here tonight and just go and get up and testify. So let me tell you something. I could have lived in a deal thinking, you know what? They all going to be looking at me crazy. And I used to be in church on Sunday night and Wednesday night. You got your, I, I'm, I, I wish I hadn't even said that because that's not what I'm preaching about. I, I'm preaching about if you're just not where you're supposed to be. If y'all want to close them two down, we can close them down.
I, I can stay saved, but I, I just want it. I, I like being around because, you know, we may need somebody Wednesday. Somebody may have got sick, just like Sister Connie sitting back there. And, and I was glad we was together if it wasn't for no other reason because we could come and get in agreement and pray. And, I, and all the praying we done done for Brother Charles, a lot of that's been on Sunday night and Wednesday night. So I'm, I'm glad. So I just want to say we're... What you banking on getting back? That grace will bring you back. Amen. Mercy will take you back. Help her right there. Help Glodine right there. Fan her. Fan her. Get her some ice. Somebody go get her some ice. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Get a wet rag. Get a wet rag. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, they're getting her some ice. Somebody's getting her some ice. In the name of Jesus. Y'all, let's lift our hands this way. We... we She's, she's had that before. Yeah, let's turn on some air right here. Y'all bow your heads with me. Let's pray. Let me go turn some air on. Yeah, she's fine. Get her, get her some ice. She's going to be just fine. You know what to do, Leon. Get her Lord, I just want to thank you for the nurses we got in the church. And for the people, Lord, as you said in our time of trouble, you'd send angels to camp around about us. We pray for your healing hand right now, Lord, for sugar's gotten low, whatever it is, that God, that you would raise it back up. And Lord, as we look at situations like this, none of us know what's going on with our bodies at the time that we're doing it. But God, we're glad that we're serving a God right now. There's God more than able that walked up to a grave of Lazarus said, come forth. And how are you working it out? In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Ain't that the way a church family is supposed to do right there, Anthony? Huh? Houston, would you start the invitation, would you? It's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we know our church family now. Huh? Don't we, Gerald? We know our church family. I can tell you outside that door right there and the same ones that are Minister her as minister before we come to the altar today. I didn't get through all that message, but if you're a Christian here today, you, you need to come to the altar. If you've gotten away from where you need to go and you think about that prodigal son and we think about how we relate to things and why in the world these kids do what we do and then we want to think about our Heavenly Father and we want to think about all He's done for us and salvation itself and 
You may want to think about it as a couple, how you've slipped away or you're not doing what you once time done. And you think about it, you know what, it wouldn't take much and we'd just be out of church. You saw it would never happen, but we just preached the other day about a little leaven. I'll get the whole thing. Just a little bit wrong. Yeah, she's over there laughing now. She's fine. She's fine. If you're here today and you're a Christian in this place, and you say, Brother Eddie, this message spoke to me today. I, 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 I'm not where I was. I, I'm like, when I really get honest, Brother Eddie, I'm talking about Christians. When I get honest, Brother Eddie, I'm, I'm using that same path. I'm taking what he done gave me. I took his inheritance. I took that was so precious from him. I took his blood. I took his sacrifice. And I've really done run out here to a place I don't need to be. And I need to get back there. And I don't know when that can happen, but I just need some prayer on this situation. With all heads bowed, no one looked around. Would you raise your hand so that's me? I want to pray with you on that. Amen. I want to pray with you on all that. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, if you're here lost today, you don't know Jesus. You say, Brother Eddie, the Lord died for me just like you did that saved person. And I've been rejecting that gift that he wants to give me. Brother Eddie, I've been knowing he wants to ride with me everywhere I go. When I go to bed, he wants to go to sleep with me. He wants to be there when I wake up. He wants to go with me through every trial and every test that I go through. And he's offering me total forgiveness. Total forgiveness. That's what he's offering me. He's offering me that I can live forever. And I, I've been turning that down, but not today. Not today. Not today. Today, I want to accept him as my Lord and my Savior. From your heart, right where you're sitting, these are the three things you need to do. You need to admit that you're lost. That's A. I'm lost, Lord. Just admit it. He knows anyway. That next thing you need to do, you need to say, Lord, I believe as much as anybody's ever believed that Jesus died for my sins. The final thing you'll need to do is you'll need to confess your sins before the Lord. That's called repentance. The Bible says, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. And you need to do what I had to do and what... If Elvis Presley made heaven, what he had to do. If Billy Graham made heaven, that's what he had to do. He had to repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a godly sorrow. God, I'm sorry for my sins. And Lord, if you'll accept me. See, the deal ain't is whether or not you'll give your life to Jesus. It's whether or not he'll accept you. He'll accept you. If you come humble and you say, Lord, I want to give you my life. Now, today, this, it's no one else's business in this house. It's just business between you and the Lord. That's, that's all I want you to think about. But, Lord, right here today, if you've done that and you said, I'm ready to give, give Jesus my life. I'm ready to give him my heart. Oh, when I got saved, I said, Lord, do you know what you're getting into? I, I'm a full-time mess. I remember just saying, Lord, I, I'm a mess. I'm a full-time mess. But he died for full-time messes. And you said today, Lord, I'm giving you my heart. It's your time. The Bible says, if you'll deny me before me, and I'll deny you before the Father. Now, I'd ask you to come forward unless you want to. 
But right now, I'm asking you to raise your hand. There's no one's looking. It's between you and the Lord. I'm giving my life to Jesus today. Today's my day. Anyone all over this house, I'm giving my life to Jesus today. Today. Anyone, raise your hand high where I said. Anyone. Then, Lord, I thank you. You know certain individuals, Lord, that I've been praying for, that I care so much for. But, Lord, I know that there's a moving and a wooing of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit has to go. And I could go to them and I could ask them a question. They know that I love them and I could get them to come forward. They just that kind. But, Lord, they can't obey me. They got to obey the Holy Spirit. They got to come. They got to yield to the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I pray that they'll be saved real soon. I'm not giving up. Lord, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to pray hard. And I'm not giving up. Now, Lord, we thank you for our service today. We, we didn't get through all that you had for us. But, Lord, our family is more important. We, the Bible said uh, you've got to take care of the household of faith first. Just like you would for your children. You're not going to come and take care of my children. So we, we the body of faith. We, we take care of that. And, Lord, we thank you that you took care of Sister Glodine. And, Lord, we was able to offer what we've offered. And that's this free gift of salvation. We love you. We thank you for our wonderful church. We got people drove from Milan, hadn't been here, but I'm just so grateful they got to come today. I hope and pray that they'll come back. And I pray that they had a good time. And I pray that they felt so welcome in this place. Even as they walk out as members, y'all make sure that we make everybody feel welcome in this house. We love you, Lord. And we thank you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Sister Glow, good? Sister Glow, ain't good? As far as I know, she, had, she good, Michael? You seen her good? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's good. Give God a hand clap.